All right, so yeah, right now we're here, Real Talk Chicago. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, today we have a special guest. Uh, we have Natalia, Miss Segura, uh, here today. And, and one of the things that we want to do here at Mogul Minds is definitely keep a pulse to what's going on in Chicago. And uh, one of the biggest things that's happening right now is the teacher strike. Uh, Natalia is a teacher at one of the schools in Chicago. Um, you know, I can let her, if you feel like saying what school you are from, if not, it's cool. Uh, but one of the things we want to do is just kind of talk about it because maybe a lot of people don't know or understand exactly what's going on with that. Mm -hmm. And we here at Mogul Minds, we want to make sure that we can give people the real story. That's why it's called Real Talk Chicago. We want to be able to give them the real story uh, and give them some in-depth analysis about exactly what's going on. Um, so first and foremost, um, how long have you been a teacher? Can you kind of go into your background a little bit for us? Sure. Hi, I'm Natalia Segura. Uh, I work at a high school called Sprite Community Links, where I'm in Little Village. Uh, I'm from Colombia, um, have been in this country for 12 years, and um, I studied here, did my bachelor's, my master's, uh, went out of school with a debt of $140,000 to become a teacher. Mm. Um, mm -mm. And uh, my first job was in a Catholic school, private school, and with such a debt, I uh, started with $30,000 a year. Mm. Um, which I was making more money before when I was working as a nanny than wow. having a master's to be a teacher. Wow. Wow. Okay. And I guess to kind of, yeah, I love that intro. Thank you for that because that kind of goes into everything, right? Like um, as a teacher, you make less money than being a nanny. And essentially, you're doing like two different jobs as a teacher, right? You're doing your yeah. nanny job. Yeah, you, you're literally still doing that, but then also having to like teach and make sure children are, are learning and things like that. What's the impact of that, of having all of these different hats? Like, how does that, how does that work? What's the impact of? Um, so there's a lot of things like um, clearly um, the fact that private schools teachers are not unionized uh, mm. means uh, those teachers are making much less money. Mm -hmm. um, like as I said before, a nanny would be making more money than that. Uh, charter schools as well um, are able to take advantage of teachers and teachers live with a very low wage. Mm -hmm. um, and um, public schools thanks to us being unionized is where we have a much better salary but it doesn't mean then that uh, our salary is what it should be hmm. it's just where less oppressed and less taking advantage of that other schools are interesting um, okay and about the wearing the hats like in my school and that's exactly why we're asking for resources in my school I um, am the therapist like I have students that are going through a lot of difficulties at home, mm -hmm. um, have, um, like in every school, right? Like, uh, unfortunately, like the schools that have the least resources are the ones that are in the black and brown communities. Mm. So we have a lot of, you know, um, house um, 
abuse, mm -hmm. uh, gun violence uh, uh, due to so many gangs here in Chicago. Uh, we have as well, you know, like as regular teenagers, you know, like um, suicidal thoughts and like depression and mm -hmm. bad uh, relationship between, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend or girlfriend mm -hmm. and girlfriend, you know. The usual, like, the usual kind of craziness that teenagers go through. Yeah. We all went through that. And right. then when you are impoverished, and mm -hmm. then he just adds the difficulties exponentially mm -hmm. uh, and that's exactly what we're asking for you know like every school should have a counselor full-time like I cannot tell my kid like hey honey don't get a breakdown today just do it on Tuesday right. around 2 that is when the counselor is gonna be here to talk to you like right. when you are in in such a emotional state you need to talk with someone and you need to talk to someone now yeah uh, so it's like super important that um, yeah. What's the impact of of these some of the mental health issues that you're seeing in schools? Like what what are some of the um, like things that are already there that's available? Are they working? Are they not? What's really the sticking point that that's really making teachers upset on having to deal with or are having to ask for a socialist or a counselor? Like what are some of the things that you're seeing that you're saying like, hey, we need some help with this? Like if um, the students that have been the most difficulties and need a social worker, mm -hmm. um, still having a social worker doesn't mean that magically everything is going to be solved. Mm -hmm. But it, it shows that then, you know, that kid is going to have someone to talk with yeah. to, you know, feel better. But you, the, the main impact is that those kids stop coming to school. Mm. Uh, so wow. like, you know, like they just cannot deal with their depression and um, the difficulties and then they just don't want to they don't want to study so those those kids you know some days would be at the school with their head down and you know like you have to beg them to work and like have to invest a lot of your um, emotions as well in with these kids like I you know sometimes I I can deal I can tell that you know days that I arrive home and half hour after I'm in bed and just sleeping for 12 hours mm. and it's those days in which I have to deal with you know emotional things because that's not something that I was trained for right. uh, I want to be there for my students and do the best for them but I also know that uh, therapist a social worker would do a much better job because that's mm. what mm -hmm. exactly what they are there supposed to be for yeah interesting I want to take a step back too because um, you mentioned um, you know, charter schools and private schools and things of that nature. For the people who don't know, can you, do you mind just kind of breaking down the differences between public charter? Obviously, people know what private is, but if you can maybe just kind of break down like what exactly is a charter school versus a public school, how do charter schools come into play and things of that nature, just for people who, who may not understand uh, how it works. Sure. Um... The, like the main three types of school are private, which obviously are schools that are funded to produce money mm -hmm. so that education is a business. Um, and you can see then, you know, like you invest in a building, you invest in teachers, and then you're going to charge, and then that's money for the owner of the school. Mm. Uh, then charter schools in which is like we are using money from the state or like, you know, like the government's money. Uh, but then partially this is in a school that is from a private person so it's like we're taking money 
out of the public sector to put it into a private school uh, and the schools are cheaper to run because they cut into teacher salary many teachers in charter schools are actually not um, didn't graduate from a teacher career they don't have the same um, standards that we public school teachers have uh, they are way? not tested uh, like yeah. for us in public schools, like our, our ourselves and our students, we are tested year long several times. Mm. But charter schools, they don't have to be tested the same as uh, public schools. Uh, and then what's happening is that the money that public schools were receiving is mm -hmm. now taken out of the public schools to be given to a private sector, which are wow. the charter schools. Wow. Wow. So there's some cutting of resources for charter schools and you're saying that government money is literally being taken away from the public schools where you can be using it there but they're giving it to like these semi-private corporation schools that are just named something really nice like charter school how does one get how does one get into a charter school it's not open right so how do you even put your kids in one that's another thing as well, like in a, a public school, uh, we have to get all the students that are in the neighborhood. My school is a little bit different from that, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, public means that you are uh, in charge of all the kids in your neighborhood and you need to receive them and give them an education. Mm -hmm. A charter school is like, okay, this kid looks like he's going to be good for the school, they don't miss school a lot, they, you know, they have already high grades, so then we're going to get this kid, and that's also like why it's so unfair when they are comparing and saying like, hey, this charter school from this neighborhood is much better because it has higher rates in testing than the public school from the same neighborhood, because it's like, yeah, obviously you are selective enrollment, uh -huh. you selected the students that you wanted to have in your charter school, but we had to have all the kids. Uh, charter schools is just a step towards privatization. Wow. wow. So it's like a middle, like a middle ground between yeah. privatization and then in public. Um, and I've seen a lot of, in recent years, I've seen a lot of backlash towards charter schools and um, different private schools that they're building in neighborhoods. And um, you always see people saying that, like, you know, they, what you just said, like, they pitch it a certain way. It's like, oh yeah, um, if they go to this charter school, they're gonna have a better chance to go to college and they're gonna have a better chance to do this and I, they, we have better resources and so on and so forth. But what people don't really understand is kind of what you're saying, like they cherry pick. Mm -hmm. They cherry pick those students that maybe have a little bit more resources or come from uh, families that may have more resources or are testing a little bit better than others as opposed to being in a public school where everybody's kind of on the same Correct. the same track which is interesting too because i don't know i always wonder what like what the impact is on those students that go to a public school versus a charter school and like is there any research on that do we know that like charter school students tend to fare better like later on in life or well, it's as I told you, like how can you compare a school that has 
yeah. every single kid in the neighborhood with a school that has just students that were selectively taken. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, mm -hmm. you, they're gonna say then that, hey, look, this charter school is much better because these students had a higher grade, mm -hmm. they got into better colleges, and it's like, well, yeah, because you chose them, we had right. all the kids from the neighborhood, right. uh, which is pretty problematic when, yeah. you know, it's like, it's not a fair comparison. Right, and then those resources are being pulled from you where you could also be functioning and have higher testing grades and all of these other things if you had the resources, but they're kind of well like sucking teachers, it out. And as well as the teachers, right? Like, yeah. like the teachers are really badly paid in charter schools, which is why uh, the Chicago Teachers Union, uh, not that long ago, I believe like one or two years, we decided to join forces with the charter school teachers. And mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. are several charter school teachers who have joined the Chicago Teachers Union. Oh, wow. Because we know that the ability to exploit the workers mm -hmm. is by the workers not unionizing. Once you unionize and you get together with other workers like we're doing right now and having a one voice, mm -hmm. you're able to ask for things and ask your boss to negotiate with you. But you as an individual negotiating with your boss is like, mijito, you don't like it, you're fired, get mm -hmm. out of here, that's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. uh, so like the response that uh, Chicago Teachers Union is having is like, let us, Help you, brothers and sisters. You also are teachers. Welcome to our union, and we right. will, you know, hope you guys as well have a voice, which is also not. Uh, I believe that it was last year that the charter schools of Chicago also went on strike. Wow. Okay. Interesting. And that that brings me to another point. Um, over the last couple of years, you've seen this unrest with teachers, right? Mm -hmm. Like across the U.S. I know, um, like as you said a couple of years ago. There was like the Dem the Colorado or Denver protest, uh, and it was massive in in New York. And I think there's one that just happened today in New York City, where teachers are also striking there. Um, I guess the question is, and I, I'm assuming it's all related, but over the last couple years, if you can kind of just summarize for us what exactly is happening um, on the on the teacher's level that is really causing a lot of this unrest. Um, we understood before it was pay. Um, and and it's, I'm still figuring that that's still an issue. But what else? So it, it just sounds like, you know, battles like it should be more. Uh, but in reality, like the Red State Rebellion, that uh, is a name that was given to the protest in 2018 mm -hmm. by several states with each started in, if I'm not wrong, West Virginia, mm -hmm. uh, was mainly paid because teachers in those states, uh, which are called right-to-work states, yes. um, then are not, again, not unionized, right? So these teachers, without having a union, without having a support, a group, a one voice, uh, then we're completely oppressed, we're really taking advantage of in wages that were many of them making the minimum wage, people that have, you know, a profession, mm -hmm. masters, bachelors that have years of experience and then are making like a minimum salary wage, uh, people that would have, teachers that would have two jobs, three jobs trying to get uh, meets to end, uh, not being able to afford that house, not being able to pay rent. Right. Um, so it sounds like, okay, what else besides salary? But in those states, that was the main goal, was to have a decent salary yeah. wage, uh, which is like um, 
teaching is a very important career. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's unbelievable that like, we still need to fight for our basic things like that. Uh, to, the, to the point that uh, it started with the red states, states that um, were not unionized, but then it, it went also to blue states, mm -hmm. in which like right now, like Chicago, right, we are a democratic state, and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, then Democrats were supposed to be mm -hmm. pro-education, yeah, but it yeah. only is pro-education yeah. when they are running mm -hmm. for uh, a position in the state, mm -hmm. but as soon as they hold this position, just like Lightfoot did, Thank you so much, goodbye. Everything that I said um, doesn't apply. Uh, and it's exactly why like the campaign so far right now in CTU is like put it in writing because like you talk a lot, but actually you don't do the stuff that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So like we need that to be in the contract. Uh, and I had like to look over because it was so many states. It was uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Arizona, Kentucky, North Carolina, Colorado, Georgia, uh, the city of Los Angeles, Virginia, Denver, Oakland, and California. So it was all over the United States. Uh, all over the yeah. United States, the teaching profession, which is also majority woman, what a coincidence, mm. uh, is also, you know, one of those professions that are really low paid and in which are, you know, social justice oriented, in which is the population, the poor people, the ones that actually needed more to be able to close that economical and here in the United States racial gap. Mm -hmm. um, so it's also like uh, a need of investment. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you brought up, oh, man, I just really want to unpack a lot of what you just said. Like, um, in, in, in particular, what you said, uh, it's, it's primarily women mm -hmm. as well. And we already know that there's been a fight for equal pay for women. Um, and it almost sounds like you're saying that, like, uh, the, the teacher issue of pay is an extension of that. Can you expound on that a little bit more? Sure, because uh, we also saw that in the, or are seeing it still, uh, in the nursing profession. Both mm -hmm. professions which are majority women, uh, the ones that are in, you know, in these types of jobs, are the ones that have the least salaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to pay, we're still in that same fight that we were in two years ago with other, within other, within the U.S. Um, and then you also mentioned that it was a red state rebellion mm -hmm. and then it was a blue state rebellion. Do you feel like there is some disillusionment with the Democratic Party uh, in America. Yeah, with... I think that it's time to wake up. Yeah. Both parties, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, are the same. Uh, oh, you can curse just... on here. It's all good. Okay, you perfect. can say. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and let it out.